Hello and welcome to episode 542 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, May 26, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain from me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination, and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved, hast to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will, that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this, my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord and certain to love him forever, together with thee, my dearest mother. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. Holy Face of Jesus of the Veil of Veronica Prayers Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quias in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men, Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. 
Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. O God, who dost also manifest thy omnipotence by mercy and compassion, listen to the prayers we offer up for the enlightenment of the unbelieving perfidious Jews, that they may acknowledge the light of thy truth, which is Christ, and may be saved from their blindness. Grant, we beseech thee, all-powerful God, that the remnant of the Jewish people may walk in the way of salvation, and by following the preaching of the blessed John, thy precursor, they may safely come to him, whom he foretold, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Today, friends, we're going to look at the second part in a series of articles about the Blessed Mother, which were initially published in August of last year. This one is titled, Understand Marian Titles Correctly. St. Maximilian Kolbe's Six Pneumatological Titles of Mary, Part 2, by Mr. Gene Zanetti at Fatima.org. That is the Fatima website. That is the Fatima Center's website, Fatima.org. Mary is the Theotokos. Most Catholics know that Protestants often challenge Our Lady's prerogatives, honors, and titles. They consider them provocative or even scandalous. As an example, consider the greatest of Our Lady's privileges, from which all others flow, that she is the Theotokos, Greek for God-bearer, or in common English, the Mother of God. When this title is misunderstood, objections are certainly understandable. God has always existed. He is, I am who am. He has no beginning and no end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. If we focus on these truths, then it makes absolutely no sense to claim God has a mother. Further, we know that salmon birth salmon, tigers birth tigers, and humans birth humans. Mothers don't give birth to beings of a different species. Logically, that means the mother of God would have to be God herself. Yet there is only one God and Mary is a human. So Protestants think themselves correct, denying her this title. We also know that God is pure spirit. Yet we recognize mothers to give birth to a corporeal being. So how could God have a mother if he does not have a body? There are surely other objections of this sort, but hopefully the reader recognizes the flaw in all of these objections. The solution lies in the mystery of the Blessed Trinity and the mystery of the hypostatic union. Namely, the second person of the Holy Trinity assumed a human nature while remaining a divine person and took his human nature, body and soul from the Blessed Virgin Mary. Therefore, Mary really is the mother of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ truly is God. And the logic of a basic syllogism permits us to say Mary is the mother of God. We can qualify that and say Mary is the mother of the second person of the Blessed Trinity, according to his humanity. Understand Marian titles according to the census fidelium. Nevertheless, the great truths, mysteries of the faith mean it is correct and laudable to address Our Lady as the mother of God. This has always been the faith of the church. It was even dogmatically and infallibly defined at the Council of Ephesus in 431. If we misunderstand or misinterpret the title Mother of God, then we could obviously be promoting a falsehood. So we have to understand what the words actually mean in the context of the title. 
our understanding must remain consistent with all the truths of our holy faith. Since Catholics have grown up calling Mary the mother of God, we take no issue with this title. It is, as we say, second nature. In fact, we honor her with this title every time we pray the Hail Mary. However, once we begin to study St. Maximilian Kolbe's Mariology, we encounter titles of Our Lady to which we are not so accustomed, yet we can avoid being scandalized and instead deepen our knowledge and love of Our Lady if we understand these titles in their proper context and in harmony with the entire deposit of faith. Also, always bear in mind the three principles mentioned in part one, as well as the parallel example of the Protestant who erroneously resists the title Mother of God. Dear reader, now we are ready to roll up our sleeves and dive deep into St. Maximilian's provocative titles of Our Lady. First title, Spouse of the Holy Ghost. St. Maximilian repeatedly refers to Our Lady as Bride of the Holy Ghost, or as St. Francis of Assisi called her, Spouse of the Holy Ghost. St. Maximilian wrote that from the first moment of her existence, the Holy Ghost established his dwelling in her soul. To what can we compare this indwelling or union of the Holy Ghost and Our Lady? Probably the most relatable human example would in fact be the marital bond in which the two become one. Our Lady honors, respects, and loves the Holy Ghost perfectly. She certainly obeys the slightest promptings of the Holy Ghost, more promptly and completely than even the ideal human wife. Just as a wife shares the concerns of her husband and works towards the good of the family, so Our Lady shares the solicitude God has for all his creation. And as the wife shares the authority of her husband, so Mary shares in the very power of God. As St. Louis de Montfort quotes the saints, all that belongs to God by nature belongs to Mary by grace. This title has a long standing in Christian tradition and has been expressed in many prayers. For example, St. John Eudes composed his Salutations to Mary, which begins with Hail Mary, Daughter of God the Father. Hail Mary, Mother of God the Son. Hail Mary, Spouse of the Holy Ghost. Second title. Mary is the created Immaculate Conception. The Holy Ghost is the uncreated Immaculate Conception. St. Maximilian Kolbe spent the majority of his life contemplating the words Our Lady of Lords spoke to St. Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. The Church had always held that Mary was immaculately conceived, and four years prior to Lords, Pius IX infallibly defined that Mary was immaculately conceived. But Our Lady waited patiently for the Church to render its definitive judgment before she expressed an even deeper reality about herself. At Lord, she said, I am the Immaculate Conception. Mary identifies herself as the Immaculate Conception. This means, number one, no other human person was immaculately conceived, as she is not an Immaculate Conception. It also means her very person, her essence, is the Immaculate Conception. Now, St. Bonaventure, doctor of the Church, called the Holy Ghost the uncreated Immaculate Conception, the word conception is used here analogously as a synonym for spiration, the process, the procession of the Holy Ghost from the Father and the Son. The Creed states that the Son is the only or eternally begotten of the Father. He is not made, factum, but begotten, genitum. And as the Athanasian Creed emphatically states, he is uncreated. 
the Holy, Co- the Holy Ghost proceeds, prokedit, from the Father and the Son. He too is uncreated because the third person spirates, eternally breathed forth, we might say, from two divine persons. It more closely resembles conception than does the eternally begetting of the divine person from the first divine person. This is why St. Bonaventure can refer to the third person as the uncreated immaculate conception, but will not refer to the second person in that manner. As spouses in the world share the same name, it is reasonable, even appropriate, that a divine spouse choose to share his name. Mary, therefore, is fittingly called the created immaculate conception. Third title, Complement of the Trinity. Hesychius of Jerusalem, a 5th century priest in a sermon on Our Lady, used the term complement of the Trinity as a title for the Holy Ghost. In the unity of supernatural charity, the Holy Ghost, so to speak, completes the Blessed Trinity. St. Maximilian applies this title to Our Lady due to her inseparable union with her son Jesus, the God-man. Kolbe, an excellent student of science, writes, the wonderful law of an action and an equal and opposite reaction inscribed by the creator in all the work of creation as a seal of the life of the most holy trinity also operates here. Through Christ, Mary is the contact point where all of the love of the trinity meets all the love of creation. It is in this sense that Mary analogously completes or complements the trinity of the created order. St. Bonaventure calls Our Lady Triclinium Trinitatis. You have to smile at this thought of Mary as the three-seated formal dining place or in contemporary English parlance, recliner of the Blessed Trinity. To be continued tomorrow with part three, Our Lady and the Holy Ghost. So friends, in this month of May, specifically dedicated to Our Lady by Holy Mother Church, I think it's wise for us to reflect on all these Marian dogmas, all of these doctrines of the faith, and continue to tell Our Lady how much we love her and how grateful we are for everything she has done, is doing, and will continue to do for us, for everyone we know, and for the entire church. Let's mention, friends, in closing, Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. And also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which we discuss RPM. What is that, you might say? Glad you asked. It is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Imagine how frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate. Well, just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf, RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers, able to get their words out there, and they otherwise would be unable to do so. We didn't even know my niece's favorite color prior to the age of eight. Now we know she's a gifted composer. She's skilled at mathematics skilled at various languages even. She's a comprehensive genius. Communication is a human right. We have to get the word out there. We have to help people communicate. RPM has helped 
thousands of people and it is our solemn prayer that it will help thousands more, but you can't use something unless you know about it. So let's get the word out there and let's pray now for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys, in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima, Ave Maria, Gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum, Benedicta Tu Mulieribus, et Benedictus Fructus Ventris Tu Jesus, Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostri. Amen. A Gloria Patri for a special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Sweetheart of Mary, be the salvation of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens. Ora pronobis. Sancti Osef, terra daimonem, ora pronobis. Sancto Raphael, archangeli, ora pronobis. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 542 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you believe Our Lady's podcast is worthy of it, Give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to this. But most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.